everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It is your host, Katie Zaccardi. On the day that you listen to this, I will officially be in Nashville, but on the day of recording, it is my last night in New York. So, you know, lots of uh, mixed emotions. If you're following me on Instagram, I'll be posting some updates there on the move, so make sure that you check that out. And I wanted to make sure that I recorded this episode so that I got something to you guys for this week. And I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because we're going to talk about the number one thing that is going to make or break your content, your success on social media, and your ability to grow a fan base. And as we know, the the real key to success as an, well, as an entrepreneur in general, as a musician, or as a music industry coach it's an audience. You have to have an audience because if you don't have an audience, then you don't have anyone who's going to listen to or learn from you. You don't have anyone who is going to pay you for your work, whether that is a coaching program or streaming your music or going to a gig or joining a Patreon. And so without a fan base, you don't really have much, right? You don't really have much in terms of growing an actual business and making money. And content is a tool that we talk about a ton in order to be able to grow a fan base. And we talk about, you know, making posts and content strategies and algorithm hacks and all of this stuff. But often, uh, I know I haven't talked about it yet on this podcast, and I don't see a lot of other people talking about the key part. And that is defining who your ideal fan or client is before you start posting. So yes, we've established that the audience is important and that, again, we mostly talk about having one. Having an audience is important, but it's also important to know who that audience is. And again, just to reiterate, it's important to know that before you start creating content. Here's why. A lot of people just start creating content because they feel like they're supposed to create content and they feel like when they create content, then their ideal audience will just find them and magically build itself. But that's not what actually happens because if you're talking to everyone, uh, you're go- you're talking to no one. And if you're talking to no one because you're just not really sure who you're talking to, so you're kind of just talking to yourself or you're making everything about yourself, then you're also talking to no one. And so nobody is really going to gravitate towards or resonate with your stuff. And that is a problem. So on today's episode, I just want to talk about the main reasons why you need to identify your ideal client or fan before you start to create content and a couple ways that you can actually go about doing that so that you can implement this and literally start to create content that actually is talking to your ideal audience. And I'm actually going to give away a freebie for this episode. The freebie is to help you identify your ideal fan or your ideal client. So if you are a coach to get this freebie, just go to katiezacardi.com slash ideal client. And if you are a musician, go to katiezacardi.com slash ideal fan. Now, if you are both of those things, you can go to both of the websites. The worksheets are quite similar, but there are some differences because obviously there's slightly different things that you are doing um, and that you are going to be looking for in an ideal fan versus an ideal client. So if you happen to be both a coach or teacher and a musician, then you can look at both of them. Just sign up for both of them. So that's how you get the worksheet. I want to give this away because I really feel like this is such a valuable tool and a foundation to have when creating your 
content, creating your audience. This is literally something that I have and give away inside of the audience builder bundle. So you're getting a little sneak peek of some of the content that's going to come inside of this course, but I want you guys to have it now so you can start getting results and implementing now. So with that being said, let's dive into the main reasons why you need to identify your audience up front. The first reason why you need to do this is so that you can take control of who your audience is. If you are trying out pieces of content on social media without defining your audience, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall. It's possible that you can attract any number of people or types of people or types of fans. And honestly, they might not always be the community of people that you want to attract, right? They might resonate with a post that you made, but that might not translate to them resonating with your music or who you are or how you show up in your, your brand, right? So being able to define that up front is going to ensure that your content resonates with your ideal fan and gets in front of your ideal fan. I'll talk about that a little bit more in reasons number two and three, but it's really important to define it up front because then you can take control of who your audience is. Now, obviously you can't control it entirely, but to give you an example, a lot of people will start out with music and promoting their music to their friends and their family. And their friends and their family might not be people who are going to be ideal fans of their music. They just are their friends and their family. And that can be controversial because obviously we want our friends and our family to support us and hopefully they do support you. But again, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to be the perfect fan for your music. Let's say that you write hard rock music about your mental health and your cousin is super into like opera and doesn't struggle with anxiety whatsoever and they don't get it. Well, they're probably going to support your career because they love you, but that doesn't make them an ideal fan and an ideal listener of your music. So often we start out with a pool of people who are just kind of random, people that we know, people who already follow you, um, people who are already just like along for the ride, and they might not be your ideal audience. Same goes for if you're a coach. You probably have a bunch of people following you on social media who are not going to be your ideal client. In fact, if your friends and family are following you and that's who your main audience is and you're coaching musicians... Well, guess what? Like, they're not going to be your ideal client. So we need to define really clearly who that is. This is going to largely reflect who you are. So going into a little tip as to how you can think about and start to create your ideal fan or client avatar. When I say avatar, I basically mean creating like a sim, (laughs) creating like a a one person that you think of or a community of people that you think of um, when you're thinking about who your ideal fan or client is. So I'll often say IFA or ICA or avatar. So when you're thinking about them as a, let's say you're thinking about your ideal client, you can think about who you used to be, right? Who you were, what you used to struggle with before you learned what you now know and now teach what you teach. So your ideal client is going to be someone who struggles with the things that you can provide them insight on, that you can coach them on, that you can teach them on. They'll likely have a lot of characteristics that you have or have had. They're going to obviously resonate with you on a certain level because otherwise they wouldn't want to be coached by you. So starting to think about those things is really important. As a musician, 
again, start to think about who you are, what you like to do, how you like to spend your time, what other artists you listen to, what artists inspire your music, because most likely your ideal fan is going to be fans of those artists. And any other things that you feel like would encompass your ideal fan. Like, for instance, maybe it's really important to you to have a I fan base of people who are very compassionate and supportive of each other. And so you're really looking for that type of person. It might seem silly. It might seem like, well, shouldn't everyone be that way? But the reality is that's not always true, right? Some fan bases can be kind of brutal or some fan bases can be rowdy and, and they're more party animals and stuff like that. Other fan bases might be like really supportive of each other and caring and a little bit more uh, subtle or a little bit more calm because it's just going to depend on who you are and what type of environment you are looking to attract around your music and the type of think about the type of shows you want to have too. like what is the crowd that you want at your shows? What are those people like? What are those people into? You don't want to show up to a show if you're playing indie folk music to a fan, a group of fans or like alleged fans who are like, you know, drunk out of their minds being super loud talking through your whole set like that is not an ideal situation right you probably would want a more intimate type of fan base intimate uh performance with your fans and experience with your fans so you want to consider that so again this is why number one is important the number one reason that you want to define your ideal fan is so that you can take control of who your audience is and you can be able to actually attract them in by defining it for yourself you will be able to attract in that person and you'll also be able to identify who is not for you because while you will definitely have some outliers and stragglers and people who you might not expect to be ideal fans like maybe you write music primarily for millennials because they're gonna get it and you've got someone who's a little bit older or a little bit younger who really identifies with your music cool that's totally cool but knowing exactly who it's for at large is going to help us really intentionally get clear on that person and then be able to call them in so that you can have the best experience in your music career (laughs) and the people that you're interacting with and so that you can make sure that your music gets in front of the right people who are going to like it and support it the most and not just trying to get it in front of everyone, even people who won't resonate it. Because let's be honest, as a coach and as a musician, You're for a lot of people, but you're not for everyone. It's just the truth. There's really not a lot of musicians who are unequivocally for everyone out there. Some people don't like the Beatles. Some people don't like Taylor Swift. They can still run the music industry, but it doesn't mean that they're for every single person out there. So don't try to be everyone. Don't try to be for everyone and define who your audience is so that you can get clear on it. You can start to, uh, when you're building your audience, you can take control of who that founding member group is and then be able to grow it from there. The number two reason is so that you can create content for them. Sounds simple enough, right? But I really mean create content for them. A lot of musicians get out there and they start to create content that's very me, 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 me focused. I wrote this song about this. I've been doing this. I'm in the studio. I'm working on this project. I'm doing blah, 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 blah. I'm wondering why no one's following me. And the reason that that is, is because it's not about your ideal audience. You have to make your ideal fan the hero of your story and the hero of your content. They have to resonate with it. Sure, sometimes we see someone playing a good song and it just catches our ear and it sounds really good and we love it so much that we roll with it and we follow and we become a fan. But more often than not, that song resonated with someone 
And that person has to continue to resonate with someone in order for them to stay a fan. So on social media in general, it's so important that you are putting content out there that puts your fan, your viewer, your listener in the hero seat. It makes it about them. So for instance, if you resonate with this, if you've been through this, this is for people who have done XYZ. This is for people who are XYZ. And it allows them to feel called out in a good way. It allows them to feel identified. It allows them to feel valued. It allows them to resonate with it and therefore connect with you. So keeping in mind that it is about them. And when you define who your audience is, again, you can make it a lot clearer who you're talking to and then talk to them. I know, seems simple, but but these are really missing pieces that a lot of people do not have in the foundation of their in their music career, in their music business, in their content strategy, in their brand strategy. This is a large missing piece that a lot of people overlook. And so defining this is so important so that you can really, really create content for your ideal client, which of course the algorithms will deliver to them. And I just realized that I said ideal client, which I do mean, and I also mean ideal fan, (laughs) but really to both of them. And as a coach, if you're talking to your ideal client, again, it's so important that you create content for them. Because if you're just talking as a general music industry coach and you're saying, I help all musicians with all of these things. And, oh, you're talking about a million different topics a day. And you're not really speaking to the the actual pain points of your ideal client. It's not going to get to them and it's not going to resonate with them. If you're being a little too general, if you're trying to help everyone, if you're not getting specific and talking straight to the problems that your ideal clients need solutions to, if you're not really speaking straight to the struggles that your ideal clients are going to say, oh my gosh, this person gets me and I need them to help me with my career or my voice or whatever it is then you're not going to be able to do your job as effectively. You're missing out on a huge growth potential, client potential, and really just putting good content out there by not speaking directly to them. An activity and an exercise that I like to give all of my clients is to do some market research. Once you do identify who your ideal fan or client is and what that avatar looks like, start to reach out to Facebook groups, current fans and clients, um, networks that you have of, of people who you feel like would be a good fit and do some market research. Get on a call and ask them, what they, you know, if it's a fan, like what they do listen to, how they spend their time, where they do struggle with in their life, because struggles are still important, even if you're talking to an ideal fan. You might not help be helping them fix a problem through a coaching program, but you are helping them get through something or have a community of people who also get it or listen to your music and be able to feel comforted. So it is really important that in most cases you do look at what they're struggling with and things like that. And this is all in the worksheet that you're gonna get for the freebie. And same for the ideal client is be able to really figure out like what are their struggles. So if you're going through the worksheet and you don't know how to answer some of this, I encourage you to think about what you struggle with and how you would answer the questions, but also maybe do a little bit of market research. And like I said, ask your current fans, current clients, or people who you think might be ideal fans or clients, uh, just based on where what information you do have so far, and then use that to inform filling in the rest of that worksheet. So don't be afraid to do that because that also helps with reason number three. Once you know who your ideal client is, and especially once you talk to them, you can create content easier because you can literally use their words. Someone asked me recently, 
on a, on a call, on a client call, how do you create, con- how do you create so much content? They see me on TikTok. I'm usually blasting out like two to three TikToks a day. And they really were wondering like, how do I have so much creative energy? And I have to be honest that this wasn't always the case. I have tried to get on TikTok and like be consistent there probably two different times before this last time where it actually stuck. And the reason I feel like this time I'm able to create so much more content on TikTok and have ideas for podcasts and still post on Instagram, be able to not have a creative blocks. Now, mind you, I'm sure I will have some in the future, but right now it's been very fluid. I really think the reason for that is because once I started to get put content out there that was really resonating with my audience, they asked questions, they made comments, they told me what other content they wanted. I was able to use their own words in comments as content. So like take what you learn from your market research, take what you learn from the responses that you're getting, whether you're a musician or a coach, the responses or questions that you're getting from musicians and make content out of that. Making content becomes so much easier when you're speaking to a group of people who want to know about you, who are interested, who are an ideal fit for your program, who are obsessed with your music and and really resonate with who you are as a person. It It makes it so much easier because you can basically just continue the conversation. And that's what social media content really should be. And that's what your pursuit of being on social media and growing a fan base should be. Not marketing yourself, but rather creating a fan base through community and connection. So when you really start to hone in on that connection and community, again, content becomes so much easier because you can just pull from that. Pull from their words. Pull from what they ask you. Pull from the conversations that are happening. Pull from what they want to know. Pull from the struggles that they said your song helped them with or the tip you gave them really, really solved in their business. So Think about these things and use this to create content easier. So these are the three big reasons why you really, really want to define who your ideal client or fan avatar is before you start to create content. Now, I've already alluded to a couple major ways that you can start to create this information. The worksheet that you're going to get is going to give you everything you need to know and all of the questions that you can ask yourself to start brainstorming. I want you to also think of you and where you either currently are or where you have been in the past, the things that you like, draw from yourself and your own personality and the people that you most resonate with yourself. And also don't be afraid to do market research and to ask people to help you answer these questions if you're not quite sure. To give you a sneak peek of what some of these worksheets look like, some general questions that you can ask yourself to get help you get clear are what type of people do you love being around? What do they like to do? What do they like to talk about? How do they best learn? How do they like to contribute to society? And even thinking about what things or people rub you the wrong way or you find difficult to work with or to be with or to hang out with. Think back to the fans that you have or the fans that you want to have and consider what makes you love them so much. This worksheet will guide you through it more clearly, but those are how those are some questions that can help you get started in thinking about defining your ideal fan. And especially when you're defining your ideal client as a coach, you want to think about all of these things as well. And you especially want to think about what they're struggling with because you know what you're teaching or hopefully you know what you're teaching and what you coach on. So really starting to think about 
what things your ideal client is struggling with, what they need support on, what they feel like is lacking in their life, what they're desiring out of their life. So simmer on these questions. Again, head to katiezacardi.com slash ideal fan or katiezacardi.com slash ideal client for the respective worksheets and to get started on creating yours. And one more thing that I want you to think about as you're doing this is not who your current audience is. Let's say, as I talked about earlier, that you did start out and you just started posting to your current following of friends, family, and a couple random fans, right? And they're not really your ideal audience. Maybe you have, you know, 50-50 split of men and women, or maybe even have mostly men following you. But let's say as a coach, you really want to work with women. Well, we want to make sure that we're thinking about all of these things. Your ideal, keyword, ideal, fan base or client base and they're what they look like so that you're not thinking just about who they currently are and trying to make that work or you know who you should who you're currently talking to but not who you want to talk to so even if you have an audience right now if your audience isn't really working for you or resonating with your stuff or you know there's just a lot of old followers in there or people who aren't like true fans of your music or true potential clients I I really want to encourage you to think about who that ideal audience is. So this is a little bit of a shorter episode for this week, but still super jam-packed with value. Go do those worksheets. Let me know how it goes for you. Let me know on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi. Slide into my DMs and tell me how helpful this episode was and if you got some clarity from the worksheets. And of course, if you have any questions. I'm going to be in Nashville moving in for this next week. So I will talk to you guys all next week on the podcast and I guess let you know how that went. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day and got a ton of value from this episode. Be sure to share it with someone who you think it would serve if you did. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.